I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie, Jules. It's July. I can't believe how quickly the summer is running away. The Toronto Fringe Festival wrapped just this last week on Sunday. I volunteered. I don't know why. I just feel as though I should. Because even though they give you free vouchers to see a show for each volunteer shift, I didn't have time to use them, so I wasn't doing it for that. The vouchers used to be usable for the following festival, but they've changed the rules this time. They're only usable for the next stage festival in October, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to use them. But I don't volunteer for the vouchers anyway. I just kind of like being there and being a part of the festival. My volunteer shifts were almost exclusively for the box office, which some people find daunting because the system they use is a bit clunky. Apparently, it's the same system they use at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. But it's fine. I like working the B.O., the box office. It's not Edinburgh, but the Toronto, and you don't see stand-up comedy, but the Toronto Fringe Festival is so popular that they choose their shows by lottery. They just don't have the staff or the resources to curate all the entries. This year, I think someone told me around 500 shows were submitted and only about 100 got in. I managed to see three. One was not great, I'm not going to lie. Two were fantastic. This is one of the things I love about the Fringe Festival. I love small venues, a wide range of stories, and some of them are one-person shows, some of them have a cast, some are musicals. There's just a huge range. 
And sure, you might see a bit of a stinker now and then. But then when you get a nugget of gold, you feel as though you've hit the jackpot. Tons of shows sold out this year. I think people are really happy that everything's open. Last year, you still had to mask everywhere and then... And And all proceeds go to the artists, which is great. They also have an outdoor party patio with a bar, and sometimes they have entertainment out there. The patrons to these shows are all ages. I kind of thought it might be predominantly old people, but it isn't. They have a kids' fest where they have a whole bunch of stuff that's geared toward children under 12, and there were lots of teens who attended, all kinds of people. One old guy was so old. I mean, missing teeth, telling me stories about having inkwells in school with his softened old man voice. Well, you know, you don't remember. You, I'm a lot older than you. We had inkwells on our desk. You know, he is way older than I am. It kind of made me feel young. And it made me happy to see so much enthusiasm for live theater from people of all ages, all descriptions. I met patrons who take the week off work. They buy a 30-show pass and just go to shows. And I'm thinking next year, I'm just going to do that. The shows are only about $15 each and cheaper if you get a 30-show pass. They only give you one voucher per four or five-hour shift. So really, since I can afford to pay for shows, my time is worth more than $5 an hour, at least to me. And I think I would rather financially support the artists than just volunteer. Leave the volunteering for people who can't afford to buy tickets to shows. So I think next year I'm just going to pay and see a bunch of shows. Live and learn. Lady Violet Ryan was in Canada this summer, her first trip on her own. We weren't 100% sure whether it would happen until the weekend before, but of course we were thrilled to see her. She really is such a delightful person to have around. She is. Very agreeable, very kind. Uh, She really missed her little brother and sister so much. She just loves the babies. She's just a great girl. I collected her from the airport, and Abe and I were able to spend a couple of days with her in Toronto before she headed off to Sarnia to see her other grandparents and Bobby's family. It's a little unfortunate, well, for me, And maybe if you have grown children or grandchildren, you understand. But it's a bit unfortunate that when they're finally old enough to travel solo, they just aren't that interested in spending time with old grandmother Julie. And I get it. I do. I do get it. And I completely understand why you wouldn't send a six-year-old overseas alone But a six-year-old wants to play cards, board games. What time is it, Mr. Wolf? They want to swim. They, They want to read stories. They want to draw. You know, they really want your attention. All the things that you have to do that actually wear you out. But a 14-year-old, well, a 14-year-old will talk to you, let you take them shopping or to Starbucks. But really... They can't wait to be on their social media, taking selfies, spending time with other cool people close to their age, or even cooler people who are just a couple of years older, such as Bobby's niece. She could come here for a few days if you want, I offered Violet. Of course, it never happened. 
Bobby's niece can drive in Sarnia. She has a job. She has her local friends. She has tons of other cousins, extended family, a boat. Of course, that's where Violet wants to be. So I had to be contented with three hours at the nail shop to get her acrylic nails done, which apparently were too long, but I've never had acrylic nails, so I had no idea you couldn't cut them. A few hours shopping around Yorkville, the obligatoire stop at Canadian Icon, Shoppers Drug Mart, and the three and a half hours together in the car as I drove her to Sarnia. Abe, thankfully, was able to bail a few hours early from work one day, and the three of us went to the beach on Toronto's Centre Island and rented a canoe, which was lovely, but not as exciting for Violet as tubing. Not as exciting as a sleepover with her 16-year-old cousin. Not nearly as exciting as a cornhole party at one of the aunties' house. I saw an Instagram post that said something like, um, by the time your child is 12 you'll have spent 75% of the time you'll spend with them in your lifetime. And by the time they're 18, that's about 90%. It's worth remembering next time you're exhausted because they just want your attention all the time. I get it. But last Saturday, Abe and I went together to collect her from Sarnia, have dinner with her, and take her to the airport. She was exhausted, which I interpret to mean she had a wonderful time. She was probably a bit irritated that I sat in the back seat of the car with her and tried to chat about her trip, but she was so patient with me. I'm sure she wished that she could just close her eyes and I would stop talking. So I think it was kind of her to offer up what conversation I was able to get. And I was so grateful for that few hours before we said goodbye. I mean, I'm not exactly well-traveled, and I never have been. I didn't grow up taking family vacations, and I'm not sure whether people generally did in the 60s and 70s or whether that was my family. I don't know. I don't recall whether any of my friends' families went on vacations. We did have occasional weekend family trips to see my grandparents, occasionally my mother's mom in Toronto, which, who I loved, she lived in a two-story house in Toronto on Eglinton Ave near Bayview, which is a very high-traffic area. Even back then it was. But I used to love lying in bed at night, listening to the unrelenting traffic and the way the windows slightly shook and the blinds shook when a big truck went by. It felt soothing to me for some reason. Even when I was very small, I just loved the energy of the city. More often, because the man of the house, my father Ted, was the king, we visited Ted's mom in a small town near Peterborough called Keene. I'm her namesake. We called her grandmother, and that's the name that I chose for myself. I think the population of Keene may have been maybe around a 1,000 people back then, quite the opposite to Toronto, which was millions. The only exception to the family vacation non-happenings, was we took a road trip out east with my mom. It was just my mom, my younger brother, me, with a friend of hers and her four children. And that was the only one. And it, 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 I think it was a bit frustrating for all of us because it wasn't something we were used to doing. And my mom ended up getting sick. And, and so I think because I didn't grow up doing family vacations, it didn't really occur to me to make family vacations a priority when I had my own children, other than to visit Keene to see my extended family, and of course Ireland to see their father's family. We didn't have 
loads of money and we didn't have loads of time off work. And my parents lived in Sarnia where I raised my children. So spending time and money going anywhere else just, it really wasn't in the cards. And I would hear about families, friends of my children who took annual vacations. Not just trips to visit family, but to go to Disney in Florida or something like that. At the time, it seemed out of reach and extravagant to me. We took the children to Florida once after my mom Dorothy passed away because she had left each of us four children a few thousand dollars, and I used that for a special family trip. To be honest, I barely recall anything from that trip other than that the weather was disappointingly cool. It was April. And although it was pleasant enough, it wasn't winter, it certainly wasn't beach or pool weather. It was probably good golf weather, so their dad was happy. And once I took an April trip to Florida long ago with my mom and Catherine, when Catherine was still an only child and the weather was even worse with cold and wind and rain, at least until the last two or three days of that trip, we had to buy tracksuits and blankets and we stayed in our trailer playing cards and games. That's where Catherine first learned to play cards. She was about three months shy of her third birthday. I kept falling asleep. That's how exhausted I was. Plus, unbeknownst to me, I was in the very early stages of expecting Joanne. But I have one really close friend who made a point of taking her children on a vacation every year, and her children are older than mine. So it wasn't unheard of. And she was a single mom who earned quote-unquote woman pay as a bankerette. She received no support from her louting reprobate ex, and she was exceptional at managing her finances on a shoestring. She took her children camping, which, unless you're glamping, I don't think there was any such thing as glamping back then. If there was, we wouldn't have heard of it since there was no social media. But she took her children camping, which was a very cost-effective little vacation. I took mine camping once when Catherine was four, and she loved it. I mean, it makes sense. All that small children really want is your time and attention. And with no TV, nothing to clean, simple food cooked over a fire, you really do have all the time in the world for them. And most campgrounds, at least in Ontario, have children's play equipment, maybe a swimming pool, a beach, so it's perfect. And it's affordable. Or at least it used to be affordable. I didn't do it again because the girl's father really wasn't interested in camping. That one time I went with a friend, and he really didn't appreciate me taking them myself. So that was that. I just didn't do it again. My friend also made a point, though, of taking her children to Florida. I think she went to the same place, if not every year, most years, but she didn't fly, she drove, and she stayed at cheap motels along the way, so the children got a bit of a tour going through the U.S. It's about a 24-hour drive if you don't stop, and of course you have to stop with children. And she rented a modest little place not far from the beach with bedrooms and a kitchenette so that you didn't, she didn't have to constantly eat out, because that's expensive too. And in those days, there was no such thing as Uber. The only thing you could ever order out, I think, was maybe a pizza or Chinese food. She used to use her tax return to fund the trip, and she always had a tax return because her income wasn't high and she had 
two dependents. The thing is, she had grown up traveling with her own family. Her father, Campa, was a travel agent who at the time was a partner in a small travel agency. So she understood the importance of seeing a bit of the world. Even if it was only North America. Even if it was only the east side of North America. Canada and the U.S. are so vast with such diverse history, politics, geography. We have a lot in common, but we have a lot of interesting little differences. And it meant a lot to her to give her children the experiences, along with, of course, her undivided attention. In retrospect, I think she was absolutely right. That wasn't an extravagance. If I could change one thing about my parenting decisions, well, there are a lot of things I would change. But one of those things would be to make family vacations, not trips to visit extended family, but vacations with your own little family, a priority. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. But anyway, in 1982, I took up my friend's offer to join her and her eight year old daughter at the time, who will be 50 at the end of this year. We call her Anna Banana, and her 12 year old son, Diddy, obviously not his real name, his little nickname, on their road trip to Florida. So I was in. But by the time we were about to head off, I was a bit feeling a bit reluctant to go because I had started seeing the girl's father. And you know, when I was young, I was all about the man. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But I had committed to go, so at least I didn't bail because I don't bail on commitments. My friend always, she always has a nickname for everyone, but even inanimate objects, she always refers to her cars with a double-barreled name. There was the Dodge Dart, the Green Gremlin, the more recent Silver Queen. I think she had the Green Gremlin when we took that trip. I don't remember. 
All I know is it was a standard transmission, and I had only ever learned to drive an automatic transmission. So the first order of business, if we were going to share the driving, which absolutely we had to, was for me to be comfortable driving a standard. We went to a parking lot at night to practice. By the time we left, I didn't quite feel ready, but as with anything, the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. Not having to shift gears on the highway, of course, was comforting since it was a long trip. Finally, the day came and we were on our way. We weren't planning to drive straight to Florida. We detoured through Tennessee. We stopped in Nashville to pick up her father, Campa, who was flying from somewhere to meet us. I don't remember, I don't remember where. Campa was getting on. I really don't know how old he was. For all I know, he was only the age I am now. But when you're 22, you think 60 is old. I loved Campa. Campa was a man ahead of his time in so many ways. He appreciated fashion and made a point of shopping for a beautiful ensemble for his daughter, who obviously, as a single mom, was not in a position to spend a lot on clothing. And back then, there really wasn't such a thing as fast fashion. Relative to our income, even non-designer regular clothing was kind of expensive. But Campa had great taste, and my friend was always very smartly dressed for the office. He was also a loving grandfather. He babysat maybe, well, probably not every week, but frequently, because her mom, they were divorced, her mom sometimes babysat. So between the two of them, she'd get a babysitter maybe one night a week or every other week so she could have a bit of a social life. She certainly couldn't afford to pay a babysitter. She already had to do that to go to work. He was an active Kiwanis Club member, which is a community service organization. And he was a fun-loving jet-setter. He traveled all over the world, even though he had had more than one heart attack. And the most recent one at the time was on a trip to Tehran, probably right before the time of the Iranian Revolution. Every time on that trip, we passed an institutional-looking building, and a banana would chirp up from the back seat, Campa, if you're going to have a heart attack, now would be a good time. Oh, thank you, honey, Campa would laugh. It was so nice. She was looking out for him. So once we had Campa join us, the children and I had to take turns sitting in the back seat or lying in the back of the hatchback. Campa rode shotgun. My friend sat in the back seat sometimes, too, but she was a bit taller than I am, so the hatchback was reserved for me or one of the children. We stopped at motels and truck stops along the way. I remember asking one of our truck stop waitresses in Tennessee what corn cakes were, what grits were. I'd never heard of, well, I guess I'd heard of those foods, but I had no idea what they were. Y'all never had corn cakes? She seemed to be in disbelief. It's amazing how different the customs, the food, the accents are across North America. People think of a Canadian accent or a U.S. accent. Well, it is not one thing or the other. It's not. We all sound very different. We went to a theme park called Opryland, USA, in Nashville. It was a, it was a theme park with rides. I had no idea it was no longer operational. Apparently, it closed in 1997. When Abe's brother's family recently went to Nashville, I said I had been to the Grand Ole Opry. And there were rides and pictures of all these country stars. And, and my sister-in-law kind of looked at me and said, 
There aren't any rides at the Grand Ole Opry. It's a live music venue. That's it. But, uh, it wasn't the Grand Ole Opry. It was Opryland, USA, which I had no idea no longer existed. Was I losing my mind? It was a long time ago. I wasn't losing my mind. Opryland. While we were there, we basically went for the children because it was a nice diversion and they had rides. But she and I gazed at all these life-sized posters paying homage to famous country stars hung all over the park, and neither of us recognized any of them. The piece de resistance for our Nashville leg of the drive was visiting Graceland, Elvis Presley's mansion. It was open for tours, and tour we did. My friend loves Elvis. I mean, she loves Elvis. She plays and sings along with Blue Christmas every Christmas. I bought her an Elvis umbrella one year. She wore it out. She calls Elvis Elvie. You cannot escape having a nickname with this woman. She's the first person who ever called me Jules, as a matter of fact. She calls Abe Young Abe, never just Abe. Graceland was a very important stop for her. But finally we were on the home stretch to Florida. Traffic on the I-75 was light, going through Georgia. My friend and I continued taking turns at the wheel. I grew more confident with the standard transmission. I realized, very soon after we left, actually, that I needed glasses for distance, a new revelation. Here I thought all these years that the board was supposed to be fuzzy from the back of the class. No, My friend had a pair of one-armed glasses that each of us wore as we took our turn at the wheel. I could not believe how crisp the road signs were, how clearly I could see the details of leaves on a tree. These glasses were a revelation. And of course, we were just driving most of the day, other than the little stops that we had, so I hadn't bothered to do my hair and makeup for the drives. Dorothy would have been horrified. I just pulled on shorts and a tank top, put my hair in a ponytail, and off we went. At one point, a carload of young guys passed us on the highway, honking and waving, all smiles. I, of course, thought they were flirting with us. I mean, we had kids in the car, and one of them would have been in the hatchback. So they knew that. But my natural reaction was to smile and give a little flirty wave back before remembering what I looked like, barefaced like an albino rabbit with one-armed glasses. Hot or not, not. My driving confidence got the better of me, and I was able to cruise at a nice 80-mile-per-hour clip in a 55 zone, making great time through Georgia for hours until, wouldn't you know it, I got pulled over. Uh-oh. I had never been pulled over in my six years of driving, ever. I'd heard, though, that young women could get out of a ticket, so I hoped he'd let me off with a warning, but no such luck. Was it because I wasn't wearing my face? Was it the one-armed glasses? Anna Banana speculated, They must be KKK jewels, she piped up. I don't think they like Irish Catholics. And the name McCarthy could be the reason. And seeing the name McCarthy on my driver's license could be the reason that he didn't let it go. Did she have a valid point? Maybe. I was instructed to follow him into the nearby little town to the sheriff's office. I parked and went in as the gang waited outside. I made sure to leave the glasses in the car. Maybe I could get out of this yet. When I entered, 
I could not believe it. It was like being on a 1950s or 60s film set for the Andy Griffith Show. If you're too young to know what the Andy Griffith Show is, Andy Griffith was a sheriff, and a lot of the show is set in the sheriff's building. It was a small room with a desk, behind which sat a corpulent but friendly officer. There were small cells right there, right there, in the same big room, some of them with people sitting or standing in them, holding the bars. Wow! The guy at the desk looked at my driver's license. 155 pounds, he said. Oh, no, 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 no. That's my height in centimeters. I was deeply offended. Of course, I had the body dysmorphia even then. He laughed. He gave me a discount on the fine, which I appreciated. And since I was a foreigner, I didn't lose any points. And there was no report to the insurance company. So I gladly paid the $55 fine in cash and kept my lead foot under control after that. Anna Banana asked me when I returned, Was the guy in there KKK? No, I told her. I mean, he might have been. But, you know, he gave me a discounted fine, so he was nice enough to me. My friend and I speculated that maybe I should put some makeup on before I get behind the wheel in future. And did you know, well, why would you know? Of course you don't know. That is the only time in my life I have ever been pulled over. I'm touching wood right now. I don't want to jinx it. But I've now been driving for 47 years, and that was the one time ever. We finally got to Florida, driving closer to the speed limit, and checked into our little apartment. Ground floor, perfect. A playground, a pool, perfect. We got groceries so we could just make food at home. Perfect. That trip had to be the most relaxing little vacation I have ever had. We read, we chatted, we played games, we swam. I marveled at how Campa contorted himself in various positions on a lounge chair for just the right amount of time to ensure his deep tan was perfectly even all over. I met a boy while I was there who I went out with a few times. Nothing happened. It's not as though we hooked up or anything. I was seeing the girl's father at the time and talking to him on the phone every day. We had no cell phones. We couldn't email. But this guy was a fun young person to hang out with once in a while. We never kept in touch. Of course, keeping in touch was quite an effort before we had the internet and social media technology. You would have to really, really want to keep in touch to even bother. You'd have to write letters. And most of us couldn't afford those long-distance calls regularly either. To this day, I have no idea what his name was. I can't even picture what he looked like. Anna Banana perfected her back float on that trip. I would hold her in the water and softly encourage her to relax so she could float. You can't float if you tense up. you got to put your head back and relax. Think of something lovely, I would say. Phileo fish, phileo fish. She was the only person I've ever met whose favorite McDonald's menu item was the phileo fish sandwich. But it relaxed her. She learned to back float. I married the girl's father later that year. It was a bit of a whirlwind, and Catherine was born the following year. So much changed in my life so quickly. 
But I loved that little family vacation, even though it wasn't even my own family. And I wish I had been smart enough to realize from that that I should have done the same thing with my children. Hopefully it's not too late for you, though. Thank you for listening. If you have anything you'd like to share or ask, email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. I hope you're enjoying your summer. I can't believe July is over half over. Have a wonderful week. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.